The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey family, it's me. (laughs) I am just going to jump in really quickly before this episode starts and talk about our first ever community event, Parlay for the People. It actually will be tomorrow, June 21st, 2018 from 6 to 8 at JK Grill here in Virginia Beach. And I am so very excited about this first opportunity for us to all be in one space. And this event is exclusively for Black entrepreneurs, Black podcasters, and Black therapists. And for me, My hope is that black entrepreneurs will have an opportunity to find other business owners to collaborate with, that black podcasters will find potential guests for their shows, and black therapists will have an opportunity to talk about their practice um, and ways in which they can support black entrepreneurs as they work to improve um, their attention to their own emotional and mental well-being. So I think this is going to be a great time. We're going to have some great food, some good music. And I would I need to talk about our sponsors because they have been so generous and so supportive of us um, and minding my black business, the podcast and everything. So our sponsors are JK Grill, Pop Culture Pops, Palmers, Full Belly Delights, Hampton Rose Honey, Counseling Space, and the Pod Dealers. So thank you guys for being so supportive of us. Um, as we venture out in our first community gathering. So I'm going to make this short, but I also think it's very fitting that this episode is going to feature Blair Durham, who is the co-founder of our Black Chamber of Commerce here in Hampton Roads. So what a wonderful way to tie these two things together. So I'm going to stop talking and usher Blair right on in. Thanks, guys, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Bye. Blair Durham serves as co-president of Black Brand the Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce, where she leads the charge in identifying and implementing solutions for closing the wealth gap, raising the next generation of entrepreneurs, and empowering the community to embrace the concept of common unity. Her social justice passion was birthed during her undergraduate career at Virginia Tech, where she studied social justice while helping to build a platform for the same. Blair is a wife and homeschooling mother of two who enjoys gardening and other outdoor activities in her spare time. Family, let's welcome Blair Durham to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, we, sir, I know I say this every time that we have a treat, but I, I'm always telling the truth. And so this time we certainly have um, such a special guest joining us today. And I'm so excited that um, she's here. And once I get into my questions, you'll completely understand why. Um, but she has just been doing some big things, particularly where I am in the 757. Um, and so we're going to talk about that for a little bit. But I have already started the interview, so let me pause and get my manners together. And welcome, Blair Durham, to the Minding My Black Business podcast. So welcome, Blair. 
Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Dr. Taylor. I'm excited to be here. Oh, well, thank you for joining me. Um, so before we get into all of my questions, can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Sure. Well, my name is Blair Durham. Um, I am currently co-president and one of the co-founders of Black Brand. We are Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce, and we can be found on Facebook at Black Brand Biz, our online, uh, or online at our website, www.blackbrandbiz. Is that enough info? No, that's, that's it. That's it. Perfect. Okay. I mean, we're we going to get into something. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah, that's perfect. And so what I'll do is I'll include those links when I do the show description so that people can follow those accounts and check out all the wonderful things that you all are offering from classes to networking events to conferences to uh, pitch content. I mean, okay, so clearly <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, Blair, what brought you to entrepreneurship? How did this happen for you? Mm. You know, it's funny because um, prior to Black Brand, I had been trying to enter the entrepreneurial realm via multi-level marketing, via... Um, it's funny, I actually started a business called Found for Words, where my mission was to empower small businesses about 10 years ago. Wow. I had no idea it was taking me to this place, but I knew I had a passion for helping small business owners. I was always running into these, you know, one-man bands <laughs> yes. that were lacking in some significant ways. And I just felt like if I could add like a couple of key pieces to what they were doing, that it would support them and kind of help take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, and then to not really being supported myself. So like, uh, how do I really be an entrepreneur? You know, I'm going to have to like do it on the side. And that didn't always feel nice. Um, so I'll say that, you know, since undergrad, I have worked um, in education and counseling and in um, sales management, just always extremely passionate about people in general. Um, and so when I met my husband back in 2014, wow, we had this immediate kismet. This energy was like, oh my goodness, we're supposed to do something together for the people. Like we knew that the day we met almost, I mean, it was crazy. And then we were in this, um, we were in a, what do you call those things? When you first started job. What's the like, word? Like orientation? Like an orientation. Okay, That's what it okay, was. Okay. In orientation. And um, I'll just never forget, first of all, all of the different things that had us there at that time. But then the things that went on that week, like these different activities we were participating in. And I was like, okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, um, and so, yeah, we were pretty much engaged within a few months of that. Mm -hmm. and um, just resolute that we needed to do something for Hampton Roads. He was really, really frustrated with all that was going on, mm -hmm. and I was just this little fireball, like, oh, you know, there's so much we can do, and I was thinking about my experience at Virginia Tech and how much we were able to do there, mm -hmm. um, 
on a voluntary basis, you know what I mean, to help kind of um, manage some of the social ills. And I felt like, you know, we can we can start something. And so first we just started kind of a, a think tank to discuss the issues and find out what people were already doing. Yeah. Um, and that launched in January of 2016. Okay. We were meeting monthly and um, that was pretty cool. But then once we realized, you know what, it's this economics piece, mm-hmm. we need to hit this hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we assembled a group about this time in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, we were asking questions like, well, first we had a couple presentations and then we were asking questions like, you know, what happened to the last black chamber? Mm-hmm. Um, I put forth a strategic plan. People were like, we need to run with it ASAP mm-hmm. and black brand was born. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, so I'm an entrepreneur in the sense that I'm working full time for myself. Right. Um, <laughs> however, we're the community's organization. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. So we're not yet funded for me to be able to like draw an income. Right. Man, I'm probably working 80 80 hours a week. You gotta be. (laughs) Gotta be because I literally see you everywhere. And I'm like, how'd she get that? And she did too. And uh, it's... (laughs) I don't even know. Like it is, it's it's the Lord's baby. Right. Just keep going to the yeah. land that I'm going to show you, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> so. are definitely sowing some seeds, and I love it. And yeah. that actually leads very nicely into my next question in terms of, like, black brand. And um, because I remember – so I'm not originally from Virginia. I got here in 2012. Yeah. And so around about 2015 is when I started to think about entrepreneurship and actually – you know, doing the like formal processes of getting the LLC, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I remember having questions at that point about other um, like businesses. And I remember people talking to me, well, a couple of folks talked to me about the Black Chamber of Commerce and wow. that it was sort of like defunct at that point. And so um, after some time, and I sort of looked back again and that's when I, that's when I started to notice Black brand that popping up. So I am curious, like, why take that on? Why revitalize? Why rebuild the Black Chamber of Commerce? Ooh, wow. So I would tell you that the why that I thought that we had is mm-hmm. totally different than the why that I now understand. Okay, oh, so I'm ready for this, yeah. Yes, thing is deep, man. So initially, it was you know just looking at the various statistics associated with Hampton Roads. First of all, you know you're talking about a lot of Black people in Hampton Roads. Portsmouth, for example, you know 55% Black people. Um, Norfolk, right around 35%. Over 500,000 um, African Americans in Hampton Roads. That's some pretty big numbers, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the spending power, you're talking about close to $10 billion. You know what I mean? That black people are spending in Hampton Roads Mm. every year. Right. And so with those kind of numbers, you would think there would be some translation in terms of an opportunity structure, at least, Mm -hmm. even if not, you know, power, but you know, opportunity structure. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but instead, you're talking about the fact that, you know, Virginia makes more referrals to the school to prison pipeline than any other state. 
Mm. And then you're talking about it really being concentrated in Norfolk, you know? And then at that time, we were number three for police brutality. Mm. Um, Just like, mm, you know, and then my husband and I both working in counseling, we're looking at human trafficking, you know, and understanding prostitution and understanding the drug culture here and like, you know, understanding the housing crisis um, and just feeling like, okay, so there's a, there's a ginormous missing piece here, you know? Uh, And then summer of 2016 is when hidden colors. And uh, I don't know if you saw some of those documentaries, um, Uh Uh, what was the other one? Generation One, I think it was. There were several that just looked at the economics piece. Yeah. Um, and so feeling like we could leverage our our skill, uh-huh. you know, and, and our and our network to be able to build something. Now, what I'm realizing is, um, when I think about the term chamber, I think about the heart. And I think about the fact that in order for us to have a solid economic um, network or structure or basis, we need a re, we, we've got to, that, those valves are leaky. We are ruptured in ways that, um, you know, there's a lot of fingers that we can point you know, at, oh, they're doing this to us and, and look at how they're portraying us here and look at, you know what I mean? Look at this institutional fill in the blank. Right. Uh, but the reality is until we manage our internal workings, mm-hmm. there's not going to be anything mm-hmm. that's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um I mean, I'm just looking at, there's a, there's an African proverb that says when there's no enemy within, uh-huh. the enemy without cannot harm you. Huh. Um, and we just, we have a struggle internally. Right. Um, I'll give you a, an example. So our focus for 2018 has been collaboration. One of the focus, uh-huh. one of the is how do we partner with, um, you know, with organizations, with individuals that are already invested in this work right. to further our reach. You know what I mean? We want to demonstrate to the community solidarity with regards to what we're building. Right. And the fastest way for us to grow really is to partner, mm-hmm. um, to lend our support to people that are, you know what I mean? To say, hey, we're here. We're here. We're doing the same thing. I'm on board with that. Yes. Well, we went to, um, we went to go collaborate and we received a very threatening email that essentially said that, you know, unless black brand does this, then we're going to do this to black brand what? on these grounds. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? um, another example, when I look at how we engage with social media, uh-huh. um, those of us that are that are you know self proclaimed you know conscious people uh-huh. Uh-huh. just going in uh-huh. on one another like and I'm just wondering, do we think that that's the best use of our energy right in this 
fragile state that we're in? Right. Or are we really, really wounded and sick and don't realize it? Uh-huh. You know? Um, and don't realize that that will, that's the fastest way to nullify our efforts. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, and this kind of highlights the conversation I was having. So the conversation around sort of uh, being in the world in a scarcity mindset of feeling like there's like constant competition and then I have to do things to either make myself, either make my light shine brighter or knock someone else down because there's only a certain number of pieces to the pie. And, mm-hmm. and that feels, that's a dangerous space to be. Like what happens when all the pie is gone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a dangerous space to be. Um, so I, I can certainly identify uh, with what you're saying about, what it means to have something that is not well within um, mm-hmm. that the way in which you look at the world, it feels like constant competition. Uh, but yeah, so that's terrible um, that the response that you all got was to sort of constrict you <laughs> yeah. or to yeah. silence you. But, but it's helped me, it's helped to inform this newfound perspective about, why we have to exist as an organization, right? So mm-hmm. I guess I'm always in a place where I am defining and redefining our value proposition, right? As people mm-hmm. ask, well, you know, why would I become a member? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, joining your local black chamber is a demonstration of economic solidarity mm-hmm. or social justice mm-hmm. um, with the tangible benefits of frequent networking, business education, and political advocacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and posited that way, you see some different light bulbs going off. You know, well, why, do, why should I demonstrate economic solidarity? Mm. Well, when we do that, then we can take our, our dollars, our voice, our agenda mm-hmm. to the next person to say, here's what we want to see happen. And this is, this is the result of, or this would be the result of doing that thing. You know what I mean? Right. And this would be the result of not doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And that could be, you know, at the, at the, at the government level or, or wherever it is that we need to see something happen on our behalf. Um, and that represents a mindset shift, mm-hmm. you know? Right. As well. So it's, it's a work. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an understatement, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work yeah Yeah. Uh, you know in all of these things that I have uh, seen tied to you uh, one the thing that always sort of is very striking is your love for your community Uh, and your love for us frankly I mean it just is very very clear Um, and so what What has been like the most surprising thing to you in terms of like feedback from the community as you go out and do these things? You know what? So I got to shout out this work that we're doing at Booker T. Mm. Um, I like to put together events where there is like two or three layers of benefit, right? Mm -hmm. So that the, the user is receiving a benefit. The provider is receiving a benefit. The people mm-hmm. that are watching are, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 
because then I believe there's this confluence of energy that can be transformative Mm -hmm. because again, recognizing this is a spiritual thing we're doing, not just an economic thing we're doing. Really it's a spiritual thing first. Right. Right. So when we started the entrepreneur mentorship program at at Booker T, Mm -hmm. we launched it with a fair and the fair was, (laughs) it was like a, well, yeah, it was like a half day event at Booker T. We first had a <clears throat> an assembly for the senior the members of the senior class. Yeah. And so the students were able to come in and they were able to receive training from the city of Norfolk about uh, how to turn their hobbies into a business. Mm. Um, they were able to hear a performance called 10 Rules to what is it 10 rules to the business startup game by Clarence Harris who's a CPA but he's also like a incredible rapper who's gonna be like uh, pioneering this thing called success rap which I really believe is gonna be a game changer for our community Um, and then they were able to hear from one of their alum who was uh, uh, Don Carey he's a NFL player slash um, real estate investor he is a best-selling author and so that kind of got them ready for the fair right um when they got to the fair they met with about 40 business owners Mm. um black business owners right having all of this tremendous success and everything from law to you know, food and beverage to mm-hmm. um, education, mm-hmm. public relations, mm-hmm. finance. I mean, uh, we even had, and this is my one of my favorite entrepreneurs to point to, Tally and Twine. Um, you know what? You know what? This is so interesting. So, um, Randy, so I, I interviewed Randy a few yeah. episodes back, and he yeah. referenced this event, the one that you're talking about, right now wow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you what he said uh but it was very powerful to him so um, that was the thing that i was gonna say right <laughs> you knew the students were gonna get something out of right. it right you know what i mean but what the the booker t staff got out of it mm-hmm. what the business owners got out of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean folks mm-hmm. were like moved yes like tears and the realization that wow i'm more than a business owner right i am i am a community leader absolutely i am a part of the village that is going to transform Uh black people Uh you know and i have a responsibility with that that i maybe didn't even consider until now you know what i mean right so crazy that's Great. That's that, was, that was a surprise. It was, I mean, it was a welcome surprise because, I mean, it felt like a $10 million paycheck. That's mm-hmm. really what it mm-hmm. felt like. It felt yeah. like this huge return on this investment, you know what I mean? That's just right. compounding lots of interest toward, toward what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and particularly how he talked about his own process of at first he wasn't going to do it because I'm so busy. And um, 
but then somebody stopped him and made him thinking about it. And I think it might've even been you. He didn't mention a name, uh, <laughs> but, um, and so he, he, you know, blocked the time off and went. And so much yeah. like what you're saying, just to sort of see, um, yeah. Young people's reaction. Can you imagine that? Because I know good and well when I was in high school, ain't no black person showed up. No. Beautiful display of two and three hundred dollar watches that right. they patented and sell from Portsmouth. Right. Do you understand that? That's, that was that's a, what he was saying. He's like, I, I had never seen that before, <laughs> never heard of it. And I said, You he have just. Mouths were open. Right, right. I mean, not just at him in general. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, professionals there. I mean, they were just like, wow. Exactly. I could be a business owner. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, so. just the idea that, you know, at least part of the glass box is being removed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your ideas of where we can be. So. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has been expanded. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So... This also leads nicely to my next question. I, I promise you, I haven't shown you the questions beforehand, but you are nope. tying these in quite nicely. It makes it so easy for me. But uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even two weeks ago, your maybe a week ago, your fundraiser um, yeah. just ended. Um, your mm-hmm. boss, your boss fundraiser ended. And can you tell us about that? Because I think that's connected to what you were saying about the yeah um, so and then what happens next now that this is wrapped up yes so we put together a fundraiser for the so you think you're a boss competition at booker t um and and really the primary goal for the fundraiser was to raise awareness Mm -hmm. that this is something that's happening in the community and to enlist community support um even if it's just by, you know, liking pictures and video uh-huh. to this initiative uh-huh. so that we can then take it to Dr. Boone, who is the superintendent for the city of Norfolk's public schools to say, hey, look, there's major support for what we're doing. People want to see this happen. Right. Um, and so the cool thing about it was we, we raised via that, mechanism we raised exactly enough for what we had told the students we were going to give them in terms of what they would win right wow. so 1750 dollars i think we raised like 1721 it was crazy right. i was like wow so we were able to award the 1000 dollars to the grand prize plus the 500 dollars to the second prize plus 250 to mm. the uh, student who demonstrated the best sales skills who sold the most tickets to the event gotcha. um and so what we're doing beyond that is we're reaching out to um, folks for, for corporate partnership. Because mm-hmm. when we put this event on in the fall, I've actually already submitted the dates to the school for the next entrepreneur fair and then the dates for the mentorship series and then the, you know, the final date for this, so you think you're a boss. Um, it's to be able to say, you know, for example, you know, J and K presents, you know what I mean? That's it, right, right, right. <laughs> also presents, you know? Yeah. Like this presents. Yeah. Um, this event mm-hmm. to, um, to demonstrate. And you know, one of the things I said to the students as we were closing out, because I read all the names of the people that supported them. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is, a, this is a village effort. These yeah. are your stakeholders. These are the right. people that got your back. 
They mm-hmm. want to see you do this. And they're not just here in Norfolk or here in Hampton Roads. These folks are all over the East Coast. So you got donations from as far as New York and California. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, people get this. Yeah. And um, this is a this is a huge deal. And I think they felt that like, wow, you know, I, I am doing something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, so the fundraising continues. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, we, you know, like I said, the goal is to see this event be, um, be fully funded semester after semester for these yeah. students and then to expand it to, you know, other schools in Norfolk and then other schools in Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just high schools either, you know, mm-hmm. students can start businesses in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Middle school. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then another thing is we like to see Booker T become an entrepreneur academy for mm-hmm. the city of Norfolk, um, much like Kempsville High School in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Booker T. Washington was obviously an advocate for small black businesses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, founding the National Business League and you know, all of the work that was done there. It just makes sense that um, folks from Norfolk the city over should be coming to Booker T to Uh learn how to start and run businesses. Um, So that's kind of the big picture for the program. Okay. Oddly enough, today is Dr. Uh, Margie Stallings' birthday, who is the very innovative principal at Booker T who allowed Uh this to happen. And uh, I'm just so grateful that when I, happened to meet her very randomly my mom was just like hey you know don't you guys want to come to uh one of our uh, alumni events and we were like oh sure there's gonna be food great we'll go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that thing was packed they had about like 80 <laughs> alumni dr stallings was there and wow you know i had a conversation with her we met the following week mm-hmm. and um the entrepreneur fair idea was born and she wow. was you know and so that is nothing yeah. like when two great minds meet and the energy is there. Yes. Um, and the follow through, because that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> and, many, you know, and I'm just grateful that she yeah. was open to adding another thing to her plate. Absolutely. So, as the CEO of that building, mm-hmm. she's managing a lot. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, we have to have everything that our students are going to need. And I truly believe this is the thing that our students are going to need. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. um, so yeah, just just grateful to her. Shout out to Dr. Stallings. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy <laughs> birthday to her. Happy birthday to her. Yes. So how do you um how do you Blair? How do you manage it all? So entrepreneur right, entrepreneurial burnout, that's a thing. That's for real mm-hmm. thing. Um and when you are a pillar um of the community, it can sometimes feel like there isn't space to take a pause or take a break or um or a timeout um because people are sort of looking to you like what's the next thing you know but how do you how do you do it how do you manage it well i can't say that i'm managing it well at present i think that's a good question because i I do struggle to manage it in a way that honors everything else Mm -hmm. because it is something that i'm passionate about right it's like it doesn't feel like work all the time Mm -hmm. so i can just pop in and out of 
working, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. <laughs> I have to be very intentional to say, I'm not using my phone today. Mm. You know what I mean? Or I'm blocking out this number of hours or this number of minutes or this number of seconds <laughs> to not do work. Yeah. Um, and part of it is that this, for me, is not just work. It really is a ministry of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I believe anything that you're doing in the space of justice has a has a ministry component. And so I want to make sure that I'm honoring that with with what I have. Mm-hmm. So I haven't I haven't gotten to the space of of burnout yet, but I have definitely gotten to the space of um not appropriately delineating boundaries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which could lead to the space of burnout. Burnout. Yeah, easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That is hard. That is hard. Be- especially yeah, if like the a burden to do it and then, you know. Right. I sometimes feel like there's a direct relationship between what we can do and what we're gonna see on the news next mm-hmm. week, next month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh and so mobilizing a group to help with that is a whole different piece of it. You know what I mean? And then I'm managing my emotion around some of the things that we talked about earlier, Uh you know, the internal struggle, the internal community struggle to be on the same page without um, hurting one another, you know, Uh, intentionally or unintentionally. It's like, you know, Uh Um, so yeah, there's, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just said a lot. So, um, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just sort of sitting with that. Um, and I feel like that's probably a whole nother conversation. I honestly feel like there's been some preparation mm-hmm. in me for this. Mm. You know, people say, oh, you know, you studied psychology. Mm-hmm. Oh, you studied counseling. Mm-hmm. Oh, you worked as a counselor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And this does not seem related, but again, as we were saying, we're talking about we're talking about a mindset shift uh-huh. that has to happen right. in our community and you know, an understanding of what that is is all tied to the extent to which we can be effective uh-huh. as an organization, you know? Right. And so yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see how uh, counseling and psychology would help you in your work um, and understanding behaviors or getting more context. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I think it could be easy to sort of get in a space where uh, you sort of lend yourself to being more frustrated as opposed to more curious. And you, right. the way that I've seen you sort of move throughout the community is one of not just curiosity, but connection. And so um, I get that. I get that. Um, okay. You really spawned like 15 more questions, but I'm going to stop just for the sake of time. Uh, so what I think that means is you're going to have to come back. <laughs> really? Oh, man, I would love to come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
anyway so before we conclude um and yeah uh, yeah i'm still like marinating on stuff that you said so before we conclude yeah i'm serious <laughs> I hope you, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm definitely passionate. You know, I, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Uh, no, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying completely enjoying everything that I'm learning, um, in your perspective. Um, okay, so we're gonna do this before we go because I always have to know what does minding my black business mean oh. to you? <sighs> wow. Mm -hmm. a lot (laughs) you know with really embracing the perspective that um, black business ownership is a responsibility beyond um, providing economic footing for one's family it really is a leadership role in our community Mm -hmm. um and I just don't think that that could be understated because we, like I said before, you know, we, we really are in a fragile, we're in a fragile space. Mm-hmm. We are doing more than we've ever done or, or we're getting back to what we were, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, right. more right. black women are obtaining PhDs than probably any other Mm-hmm. You know, sector of the population and we're, we're opening tons of businesses and but our heart is not there mm-hmm. I don't know that we are uh, that we've kept up mentally mm-hmm. or emotionally mm-hmm. with our forward progress mm-hmm. uh, on the on the economic front mm-hmm. um, so minding my black business means we've got to be careful to do that inner work as we are embracing all of our skill sets, mm-hmm. as we're leveraging our talent. Mm-hmm. We have to be even the more conscious about who we are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the being part mm-hmm. that needs to be where the doing uh, comes from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so healing that so that it can be where the doing comes from. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm concerned that if we continue to do out of the space of scarcity, mm-hmm. drama, mm-hmm. we aren't going to reach that goal, mm-hmm. and there could be. We could do more damage. Mm-hmm. We could do more harm than good. Right. Yeah. Individually and collectively. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think each of those things just pushes other people away. The Absolutely. scarcity and the drama that, mm-hmm. that breaks all those ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I also believe that there's more that we all need to be doing as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get on the soapbox, you know, about our, not only are we great entertainers, but I also think we have a palette for entertainment that might be too robust. (laughs) We want to be engaged all the time with something that is bringing us, you know, 
And, and maybe that comes ah. from having had a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would that we would tap into ways we can build mm-hmm. more, you know what I mean? With our, with our time and our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it means to me. All right. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Blair, for your... Uh, your wisdom. Thank you for your uh, service. Um, And thank you for your support of us. Thank you so much for this platform. I I believe it to be really innovative um, and necessary. Um, And I'm excited about the work that you're doing for black entrepreneurs, with black entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Good grief. You have <laughs> out a beautiful niche. Well, thank you. I and truly, truly appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to you uh, joining our organization. We need you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We need you. So if you want to know more, and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter, under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.